Welcome to the Live and Lead podcast. I'm your international life and leadership coach, Linda Millon. This podcast is dedicated to all leaders and entrepreneurs and those to be who want to live and lead with a positive impact and mindset. Let's translate your intentions into actions and create your bright future. People don't like them. You want them. If you place them, it's not always boundaries. Boundaries are something that blows the mind of many people to an extent that either they don't respect them or they don't have them. That's why today we talk about boundaries and how you can implement them. In every culture, there are people who do not have healthy boundaries and it's usually the majority who have struggle with placing healthy boundaries. This has often to do with the cultural and sociological expectation of that specific context or culture. For example, You cannot send someone away from your doorsteps who wants to visit you. And these people ignore all indirect social cues that indicate that it's a bad timing to come to visit you. And I'm sure that most people who hear that right now experience that already. I know for sure that many of the listeners are from various cultures. Or does this sound familiar? Some people are extroverts, others are ambiverts, and others are introverts. Therefore, some of you love to socialize, others don't. Or you're just a person who sometimes loves it, sometimes hates it, depending on the situation. Each one of you will probably place boundaries differently or tend to overstep boundaries or will have a hard time communicating boundaries well. Even small children are often forced to interact with others if they want to or not. They have to give a hug or they shake hands as a sign of respect, even though the child does not understand yet that it is something that has to do with politeness. That's why it's expected. For the child, it is a violation of their own boundaries and that they have to violate the boundaries in order to make adults happy, no matter if the kid likes it or not. It sticks with them. How to prevent that? Well, if the child says no, respect it. You could ask the child if it wants to shake hands or wave or just wave bye or say bye. This way the child learns to say goodbye in a respectful and polite manner and knows it's the right thing to do without violating their own physical boundaries. As you can see, bending your own boundaries to please others is a very common thing that is taught. It is not necessarily something that we do by nature. Therefore, learning healthy boundaries is for the majority very difficult and challenging. Boundaries can have different forms and in different contexts. For example, there are physical boundaries, mental boundaries, emotional boundaries, professional boundaries, and so forth. When we talk about professional boundaries, it could be you're not responsible for every aspect of your employee's life. They are responsible for the marriage, for example. They're responsible for the kids. You can create a work environment that is making sure that your employee has enough time for the family. That means they don't overwork. But what your employee does outside of the work time in their free time is their responsibility, not yours. That is a professional boundary. But why do we need healthy boundaries? Well, there are many factors why healthy boundaries are important. First of all, it's good for your mental health. It reduces stress. It reduces the pressure. Your boundaries can have a positive impact on other people and on their behavior. Healthy boundaries are good for your emotional health. They help you develop autonomy and develop your identity. And it helps you to avoid a burnout. 
there are so many more factors, but these are just some of the most significant factors. On the other hand, unhealthy boundaries cause anger, burnout, resentment, financial problems, anxiety, issues in interpersonal interactions, waste of time. All that is often caused through unhealthy boundaries. It can be helpful to really reflect the following before getting into actually practically implementing boundaries. Before you start working on your boundaries or as a first step maybe, it is good to bring following things to your awareness and to really think about it, reflect on it and to make yourself accept it. So first of all, setting boundaries is not selfishness, it's self-love. Self-love is necessary in order to be able to respect others and to love others. Secondly, healthy boundaries can be uncomfortable for others and that's okay. Your boundaries are important. And yes, if others don't like them, it is important to tell yourself that that is okay. It might make you uncomfortable that others feel uncomfortable, especially if you're an empathetic person. But then the more you need to understand it's okay that they feel uncomfortable. It's their problem that they feel uncomfortable, not your responsibility. Thirdly, learning to set boundaries can be scary and challenging, especially when you are someone who cares a lot about what other people think. It can be tough sometimes to stick to the boundaries that are actually good for you. The beginning period when you start implementing healthy boundaries, you might feel more tension, more stress or discomfort. That is normal and it's part of the process. We need sometimes to walk through the difficult emotions in order to experience healing and change, which leads us to the next aspect. You don't need people close who cannot respect your boundaries. If you experience that people get at you because you're placing boundaries they don't like, then either it means you need to talk to them and sort that out and see if it's something that you can fix together in, in the sense that they learn to understand that this boundary is important or that you need to let these people go. You don't need to be friends with everyone. You don't need to get along with everyone around you. You can be respectful towards them. You can be friendly towards them, but they don't need to be your best buddies. Keep in mind, you don't need people close who cannot respect your boundaries. You can be acquaintances, but you don't need to hang out. And if they don't respect your boundaries, you don't need them close. And which brings us to the fifth point. The inability of others to set boundaries should not define your own boundaries. When you see people around you who have very weak boundaries and unhealthy boundaries, it's not your job to tell them, oh, you have so weak boundaries. It's not your job. If it comes up, you can do it in a loving and kind way. If they struggle and you see it harms them. But just because you're working on it, you don't need to start making everyone around you work on their boundaries. Eventually, if they see that you do it in a healthy manner, they will start feeling inspired and do it too. So rather than telling others the whole time how they should do stuff differently just because you're in a process, it's better to start working on your boundaries very faithfully and use that as an example for the others that they can see it practically in your life. So the inability of others to set boundaries means also that you don't need to feel guilty for starting to set boundaries just because other people don't set boundaries. And one last thought to that part, the sixth point, clear boundaries improve relationships. Yes, you might lose some people, but on the other side, it will bring other people into your life which are healthier for you 
and it will help the friendships you have already where the people are willing to respect your boundaries. Either the boundaries help you see which are healthy relationships or they help others understand you better and respect your standards. You see, boundaries will function like a filter in your life. The good stuff stays and the stuff that's not for you gets stuck in the boundaries and will not be able to get close to you. Now, how do you implement healthy boundaries? First of all, understand yourself. What kind of boundaries, in which form do you need? That requires you to assess where you have boundaries that harm you. Where do people get too close to you? Where do you keep people too far away from you? Boundaries are not always a lack of boundaries. Sometimes there are too many boundaries in an unhealthy manner so that people can't even connect with you. There needs to be a balance. That's why I said healthy boundaries. Once you know what your boundaries are and what boundaries you need, you need to communicate your boundaries. This includes you to learn to say no. Let's say it's not helpful to say you keep calling me after work hours. Don't do that. You can say I'm not available after working hours. You can leave a message in my work inbox or call me during my working hours if you need me. Furthermore, don't justify yourself for your new boundaries. You communicate your boundaries and that should be enough. People who don't like your boundaries or they themselves have a hard time putting boundaries, even though they would like to, they will question your boundaries anyhow even if you're over-explaining yourself. So no need to give lengthy explanations. Of course, there might be situations where people genuinely ask you and say like, hey, how come you changed like that? Or you're doing like this? Or you have been like this before? How come you do it like this now? Then it's totally fine to explain. It's like, hey, I realized that before I was constantly letting others overstep the boundaries with me. I felt uncomfortable. It caused stress in my life. Whatsoever. You can have a genuine conversation about it. But when people come and attack you for placing healthy boundaries, even though you just said, guys, I changed it from now on. It should be like this with me. Please call before you come. If they start saying, hey, I never had to call before. And you said, yeah, well, I changed. There's things in my life changed. And it helps me if I know beforehand if you come or if you want to drop by. That is totally fine to do that. Obviously, and I'm fully aware of that, in some cultures, this example will not work well. But there are ways in every culture to start communicating your boundaries and placing the boundaries wisely. That has to do a lot with how to communicate in a culture. Some cultures are very direct, some are very indirect, and accordingly, boundaries can be placed and communicated. It is possible. I worked in both very indirect and direct cultures and I have various people from different cultures in my life and I observed that placing boundaries is possible. It is the art of placing boundaries. Let's talk about another important step in placing boundaries, consequences. What happens if people don't respect your boundaries? Communicate to people if they keep violating your boundaries. What will happen if they keep pushing it? If your work environment is harming your boundaries in the long run, then the question is always, is it the right workplace for you? Another very important factor, if you don't respect boundaries of others, don't expect them to respect yours. Respecting boundaries of others can be as simple as dropping a message or giving a call if your friend or neighbor is free before you just show up. Yes, even then if you are close. Respecting boundaries can also be that you don't ask your team member to do overalls, except you gave in a culturally appropriate way to decline. Because in some cultures, saying no to the leader or the person who's in charge is culturally not accepted or let's say shameful thing. That's why you need to find ways to give 
your team members, your staff, a way to say no to over hours to what you want in an appropriate manner so that they don't feel shame or they don't feel disrespectful and so forth. It is your responsibility as a leader to find appropriate ways for your team to communicate their boundaries, especially if you are someone from a different culture and you work in another culture as someone as an outsider you came into that culture it is important that you understand that it's your responsibility to make sure that they have this chance that they have the opportunity to communicate their needs their boundaries it would not be fair to expect of these team members to suddenly function in agreement with your home culture or your culture of a region just because you are in charge so it is always important to figure out how or what does the team need? How can you serve the team best? And you serve the team best when you know that they have a chance to communicate their needs and boundaries in culturally appropriate manners. Let's sum it up for today. There was a lot of input for you, a lot to reflect on. To summarize it, boundaries should be your friends, not your enemies. They can benefit you, they're meant to help you, they're meant to support you to improve your life quality, to improve your surrounding. When you learn to use boundaries in an appropriate and healthy manner, they will benefit your life. If you would like to have help with that, to understand where you're at, how you can improve that in your life, then feel free to contact me. As always, my contact details are in the description box of this podcast and you can find me on my webpage and various social media platforms. Just check the description box. I am happy to help you. This was the Live and Lead podcast with Linda Midon. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to this podcast and check out my webpage if you want to know more. Stay tuned for weekly new episodes.